Gun. My name is Paul Ciampanelli. My name is Kirk Pinjohn. And this is the show for which every episode we choose a musical topic, then we watch video clips about that topic and talk about the clips. Right, Kirk? indeed dee dee doo Kirk! Yeah? What's the topic for this episode? Rough trade. Rough trade. Rough trade. Record. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you say it like that again? Rough trade. Rough trade. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Rough Trade Records. Yeah. It's been a while since we did an episode about a record label. Yes. Do you know what the last one was? Hmm. No. No. It was episode 68. <laughs> oh, Jesus. This is episode 94. Holy God. That was when we did Asylum Records. Oh, yeah. Okay. In September of 2019. Okay. So more than two years ago. Wow. Perfect timing. Yes. But we actually not that long ago... Factoring in the pandemic. Yeah. The, oh, that thing. <laughs> that thing that ended. Yeah. We're no. done, right? So it's no problem. As we record this, uh, the Omicron variant is cresting and we might have to go into lockdown again. I don't <laughs> yeah. know if we're going to get to keep meeting. So yeah, who, even who knows? knows? We might go back to pandemisodes again <laughs> oh, soon. Oh, no. Uh, but yeah, we're going to do another record label yeah. topic. Rough Trade Records, which is something I penciled in back in 2019. Yes. For the year 2020. I had this in mind a long time ago. Mm. And then when I presented it as the next topic, you were sort of like, I don't really have anything to talk I about. Think, I gave yeah. you, I, my email was, here's this one. Good luck. Yeah. This one is really Paul music. Yeah. Um, but there are some things we're going to look at that I know you'll like. Mm-hmm. There are some things we're going to look at that I'm sure you haven't heard, but I know you'll hate. <laughs> but I think... There might be some fun surprises. I don't know. Maybe All there right. will be. I looking over the rough trade artist list. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of don't know them, don't know them, don't know them. Then there was a couple. I was like, oh, I know them, but I got nothing to say about them. Mm-hmm. And then the one I gave you, I genuinely like. That's good. And then one I will talk about. We'll see if it comes up. There's one I was like, I want to put them on so bad. But I know who this yes, is. <laughs> but I can't because how I know them, they weren't on Rough Trade by then, which I'm sure we'll get into. Oh, oh no! I thought you were talking about someone else, but I know who you're talking. Okay, Screedy Politi. Screedy Politi. Yeah, Screedy Politi was like big on Rough Trade. Yes. And when I saw that, I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm putting it on." But I wanted to put stuff from from Cupid and Psych '85, their album, their big pop album. Yeah. Which was not a, was not Rough Trade. Right. They. Change styles drastically. Yes. Oh my That's god. That's the other thing. It's not even representative of not what they were famous for when they were on. Rough yeah. Trade. Do you have them on? No, I do not. Because here's the thing: they didn't get famous when they were on Rough Trade. Yep. Nothing they recorded for Rough Trade sounds like what they got famous for. And there's no video to go yeah. with any of their yeah. Rough Trade stuff. Rough Trade started in 1976 as a record shop. In London. Mm. Then they started their own indie record label in 1978 and were mostly signing like small, like punk and post punk bands. Mm -hmm. And that's what Scritti Politi was at the time. Yes. They were sort of a post punk band. And they were like one of the biggest bands that Rough Trade had in their early years. Mm -hmm. But then they very consciously decided, like, well, we want to make money, so let's record yeah. big now, dumb pop songs. What, what, the little I read of them, it was like, Screedy Politi was almost like this leftist collective. Yeah. They were not even really a band. They just wanted to do music about politics. Yeah. And then the lead guy was like, 
hey, Rough Trade, like you said, I, I want to make money. I want to yeah. be a pop artist. Yeah. And they're like, okay, go. And then they did Perfect Way, which I fucking love. I know, yeah. So good, so good. Miles Davis does a version of Perfect Way. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but that's why their name makes sense, because it because it rhymes, it sounds sort of like new wavy and yes. poppy. But as you, we've had them on the show before. You talked about Perfect yeah. Way, and you mentioned that. Their name is Italian for political writing. Yes. So it actually was like, yeah, we're like these hard-nosed, we're a political yeah. punk band. And they named themselves Scritty Politi. Which belongs on Rough Trade. Right. And then all of a sudden they're like, I have a right. perfect way. But also it rhymes so it sounds sort of goofy and corny. And so it still fit when it's, they became yeah, goofy and it corny. Yeah, it still works. Yeah. Still works. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the one disappointment. Like, I, just, I, I, I can't put them on. Yeah, it doesn't quite fit. No. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I did try to find a place mm-hmm. for them because I know how much you like them. Yeah. But there's no video. No, to there's go nothing. With that early, that early sort of post-punk stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we are going to start with one of the earliest bands that Rough Trade signed, a band we've had on the show before that I brought to the show, uh, a Swiss all-female punk rock band called Kleenex. We've brought them on the show? I believe on the saxophone episode. The because they were, they were that band that were like playing in that gym. Yeah. Where like all the fucking European audience was going crazy for them. And yes. they had a honking saxophone. Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. This is uh, Kleenex. Yes. Kleenex. Later known as Lilliput because they got sued and had to change their name. <laughs> I was literally just about to ask, is that yeah. a lot? But they were best when they were Kleenex, their early stuff. They only existed from 1978 to 1983. Oof. Uh, their bassist is the only constant member of the band through those short five years. Hmm. Uh, They made an EP on a Swiss indie label called Sunrise, which got enough attention that Rough Trade signed them off of that. Okay. Um, And John Peel loved them. Like, all the the bands we're going to look at are, like, big John Peel fans. Who's John Peel? John Peel was an English... DJ who oh, had okay. like a show. He was sort of like a tastemaker. Oh, okay. He loves all this sort of shit. <laughs> all right. It's like any hipster shit that I like, yeah. John Peel likes. So all of this that you picked, you know fairly well. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. It like maybe that. one exception. Okay. But also, let me just say, I'll say that once in a sort of a blanket statement for basically every single band we're going to talk about. John Peel liked them. <laughs> so, uh, so validated. Yeah. Uh, so this is the B-side to their first single uh, for Rough Trade. This is... <laughs> you're going so deep to start now where yeah. you're like, this is from this uh, this record company called Rough Trade. We're going to yeah. listen to a B-side. From their first single. From their first single, yeah. which makes me laugh. You're going to hate this. Okay. But what you're going to love about it is it's only 50 seconds long. I mean, that's great. Then yes. Which which to me is part of why this is like perfect. Mm-hmm. Like I love this and it's the perfect length. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I love this 1978 video. Yeah. They look great. I love they their style. They look great. They do look really cool. Wow. Black t-shirts, black jackets. I could just, like, see you at their concert. Oh, I would have loved to have seen yeah. that. I really like the drummer. Yeah, she swings. Yeah. This, this... I, this is this 
disconcerting. And wait, now there's just pictures of yeah, the video now quilts. Most of the video is just shooting the band performing, and then there's this weird shot where yeah, maybe it's framed or quilted or it's some sort of frame. Yes, pop art, but it's not even hung. It's just on the. It's it's leaning on a wall. But because it looks like a quilt, like I can't tell if it's pop art or if it's like folk art. Yeah, it's very confusing. Yeah. And I also don't know why they're showing it. Why to they're us. showing it, and why is it not hung up? Like this video is only fifty seconds long. Did you think we were going to get bored? <laughs> <laughs> that that would be great. They're like, we need to cut away, guys. We need to. But but at least there's like an action sequence here to break things. Yeah, up. that is true. Yeah. With twenty seconds left. Right. <laughs> wow. She reminds me of the girl from Just One of the Guys. Oh, yeah, when she's being a guy. A little bit of yeah. both. A little yeah. bit of both. I can see that. That, um, that's wow. it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Okay. They sang like half their songs in German and half in English because they're Swiss. Because they can do that. And I was going to do a German one, except technically the German, the video for the German song that I found came out on that EP. So I was like, well, that was a sunrise release. So oh, yeah. I'm going to be strict with myself. Good for you for being strict. And also, Kirk will appreciate having to only hear 50 seconds of I appreciate this. that, too. <laughs> what if I was like, what if out of nowhere I was like, uh, Paul, mm-hmm. that's not from Rough Trade, so you should no, put on Security yeah. Pilate right now. <laughs> Fix this. Could you dance to Heidi's head? No. Why not? No. It, that's just a lot of bopping around. That's dancing. That's that's dancing for people who don't dance. Did you like it? I no no no. <laughs> but I liked I liked the slice of time. Well, I hate to tell you that the next two bands we're going to talk about are very similar. <laughs> Hooray! Yeah. Next up is the Raincoats. Have you heard of the Raincoats? Mm-mm. They were a London post-punk band who lasted from 1977 until 1984. They made three albums, including their self-titled debut in 1979, which we're going to hear a song from and look at the video for. The interesting thing about them is they're one of Kurt Cobain's favorite bands. Okay. And when he, when he was when Nirvana was popular and he would talk in the press about a lot of his famous bands, of his favorite bands, he generated enough interest in the Raincoats that Rough Trade reissued all their oh, wow. albums. Yeah. And so this video, which is the official music video for the song Fairy Tale in the Supermarket. Great title. Is from 1994 because they made the music video when they oh, reissued the stuff. Because okay. Kurt Cobain said, I like the raincoats. And then all the kids went to their record stores and said, we want the raincoats. Give it to us. And then they heard the raincoats and they were like, what is this shit? <laughs> which is it smells like Teen Spirit. But some of us with good taste were like, <laughs> I like it too. <laughs> Hooray, Kurt. The video, I don't really know what to say about it because it's a very 90s video where, like, it's just kind of creepy. I'm excited for that. Low res. But the band's not. Is the band in it? Because this is the 90s. I think there might be footage of them in it. They did get back together at one point. Um. But it's more of just like, it's a 90s music video for a 1979 song. Yeah, there they are. Oh, there's the one. This is already a 90s video, 100%. I mean, hang on. Uh huh. It's better than Heidi's head. Okay. Yeah, it's a little less. It's a little less. Completely dissonant. Yes. 
I listened to the shit out of this in college. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. If you had put a different song in this and uh-huh. said this came from the 90s with this video, I'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. That, yeah. I'm not sure the song fits the 90s video. I agree with you. It sounds like late 70s. Yeah, the sound is definitively not 90s at all. Yeah. Um, but but it got popular again for a hot minute in 1993. Yeah. I wonder if it got any airplay because of him. I, in indie channels. I doubt it. Now, sort of the big hit, quote unquote, off of this album is their cover of Lola by the Kinks. Oh. Which is great. Uh, I'm glad you played this then. Yeah, this is shorter and uh, has has a has a music video. I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to do this throughout the evening. Yeah, which is better, Heidi's head or Fairytale in the supermarket? One has to go. Uh oh, I'll get rid of Heidi's head. Oh okay. I don't have to throw out the whole Kleenex catalog. No, do it's I? just per song. Oh yeah, okay. no, Heidi's head isn't even necessarily one of my favorite. Oh okay. But I I, love, I have this song makes me think of. My junior year of college. I mean, that's so odd because this came out when you weren't even born. Yeah. Uh, I can point directly to why. There's a website that still exists called Mm artofthemix.org that I used to sort of lurk on back then. And people would just post playlists for mixtapes and mix CDs. And every week the site would be like, this is the mix of the week. And there was a mix of the week in October of 2002 that was all 80s. And it was a double CD, so it was 40 songs, all 80s. But, like, college rock and and early alt stuff. And, like, all of my favorite, like, half the stuff we talk about in the show, all the stuff I say is my favorite stuff, stems from... From the fans website. that were on that, and this song was okay. on, was one of them. And that's where you discovered them. Yes, yeah. I, I I burned a CD out of that playlist. Oh wow! And that's probably like the number one album in my life of like influencing. Wow, my taste. that's crazy. Yeah, it's weird that I never talked about it before. No, but but yeah, and this that was one of the. But that's I mean, it's not nec- it's not even really an influential album because it's not an album; it's a playlist. Yes. Yeah. Wow, that's really interesting. so. For me personally, it's like that that completely revolutionized what I listened to and like mm-hmm. what my taste was. The irony though is that that song's from 1979, not quite even an 80s song. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely got that feel. Now, do you still go on to that website? No. Uh, but fairly recently I revisited it to find that playlist again to make a Spotify playlist out oh, of it so okay. I could listen to it again. Oh, yeah. that, how'd that feel? Very nostalgic. Yeah, but I like I kind of never stopped listening to the songs individually or the band. Like I yeah. bought so many albums off of single tracks. Okay, yeah, that yeah. were on that. Yeah, like oh, I love this. Who is this band? I'm gonna buy that CD. Like I bought a ton of CDs and got into a bunch of bands just off of that playlist. When you made your Spotify list mm-hmm. based on the playlist from that website, did you do it in the exact same order that you had it? Yes, that's why like, I that's wanted why it's so to nostalgic. do. Yeah. Cuz I didn't like forget about any of yeah. the songs, but like you know how it is when you're so familiar with an album like one song ends, you know what's coming. Yeah, you that's your that feeling. Yes. Yeah. So I wanted to listen to it again. Uh, that's a good feeling though. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. But Fairy Tale in the Supermarket was one of the ones on there. 
and I'd never heard the raincoats before mm-hmm. or heard of the raincoats. And uh, so that was my introduction wow. to the raincoats. All right. Yeah. Uh, but I know it's not Kirkies. That wasn't for me. So we got <laughs> not for Kirkies. We got one more band that's sort of in the the same vein. Mm-hmm. This is Delta Five. What? I don't know who that is, but that sounds like an action movie that I'm here for. Delta Five. Not to be confused with Tarzan Five, another band that sounds a lot like this from the same era. Oh, just not from Rough Trade. I don't think they were. That's so funny that that's similar sounds with similar names. Yeah. uh, Delta 5 existed from 1979 to 1981. So a full two years. They recorded one album and it was a big flop. Critics hated it. It didn't sell anything. So they broke up. (laughs) But they also recorded a couple singles, including this one, which is like the only thing they're known for. It's called Mind Your Own Business. Do we know this? Did you play this as a cover? I don't think so. Okay, let me hear it first, and then I'll... Okay. I'll th- I might be thinking of something else. I mean, I love this song because it's my, like, it's my outlook on life is mind your own business. That's my favorite yes. thing to say. It's your mantra. Yes. I'm a big believer in people minding their own business. Yeah. It's uh, what you live by. So, so this is a great song. Plus, it sounds great. Now, the interesting thing about this is there was no video for Mind Your Own Business by Delta Oh, 5. my God. This is one of those homemade videos that someone just, like, oh, okay. made a video for yeah. a song. But it looks great. Like, they shot it really well. They got a model to just sort of pose. I'm here for that. In various looks for the video, which is all you need for a video. There are plenty of official videos that are that same thing. I think the song I'm thinking of was Shut the Fuck Up. Oh, yeah, by The Coat Hangers. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, this is different. This Similar. Is, uh, that was very touch. American. Yes. This is very British. Okay. Uh, they're from Leeds. Oh, lovely. Um, and this is a very, I think this video on YouTube is only a couple years old. And this is still from the 70s? This is 1979. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, I love this song. You know this song? Yeah, yeah. You know why? Why? It's like uh, it's on the commercial. Well, I can even sing some of this. Really? I fucking love this song. Wait a minute. This is though. a real song. How can you like this but so completely hate the raincoats? It's basically the same thing. No, this this has a little. This is a little more poppy. I mean, the bass makes it. A yeah, little the bass is good. I guess. Yeah, but the atonal British singing sounds like the same. Yeah. <laughs> That yeah, I mean, this great. is a little disco-y. I love it. That bass line is silly. Yeah. This, this model is great. Yeah, this is a video of a good-looking yeah. girl wearing a leather jacket. Can I have a taste of your ice cream? Yeah, yeah. Can I have a crumb from your table? Let me tell you why I know this. Can I interfere in your crisis? <laughs> no. Mind your own business. I can't believe I know this! <laughs> I'm going to just find out why in a second. I don't know what the artistic intent of the of the good-looking lady being good-looking. I, I feel like it's just like we we got a good-looking model. Let's just do it. Yeah. It was a proof of concept for something. Some yes. film student to just like make a music video as a project. And it's, they like this song. It was an iPhone app. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. They use this in an iPhone app? Yeah. Well, 
Wait, 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 wait. Oh, and this, actually, this video sort of looks like an iPhone ad, now that I think about it. Oh, this is a great song. Yeah, nope, that was it. Yeah. yeah. Mind Your Business, a relatively obscure 40-year-old song by short-lived British post-punk quintet Delta 5, yeah. blasting from their TVs when a new Apple aired during the NBA play-ins. That's why I fucking know this. because That's I why you knew it, yes. and why I didn't know it was a commercial. Yes. They it, during the night during the NBA's uh, playoff series, it was yeah. in it, and there was a video. It was con- that fucking commercial was constantly being played. No wonder that you heard two notes and you were like, "I know this song." Yeah. <laughs> and I would just go around. Can I have a taste <laughs> of your ice cream? Yeah. This song's fucking great, man. Okay, but I I would propose that if you hadn't seen that commercial during the playoffs and I was just presenting this to you, you'd be like. I don't like it. <laughs> Probably not. So there's some familiar, familiarity. Yeah. Although I did like it when the commercial was out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. I guess, I mean, look. If, if it exposed this cool song to people who wouldn't have heard it otherwise, yeah. fine. But, <laughs> but you're a little let down. Yeah. Although it's like, I don't know. They had one obscure semi-hit and then broke up so it's not like can I accuse them of selling out yeah even? exactly it's more like, that let them Apple make, let them make some money off of this song exactly and I mean it was a major fucking it was in them through the all NBA playoffs yeah constantly okay well they were on rough trade <laughs> That's, so I'm so you happy Look, of all the things I hoped that you would like I didn't expect that that would be one of them <laughs> that's awesome yeah who yeah. is it again Delta 5 okay great yeah Delta 5 uh, yeah, the model is Anna H. Okay, she's wonderful. She's cute. She's got glasses on right now, and that's yeah. wonderful. So it was a fun homemade video uh, that totally would have worked as a video. It was I really well shot. Can't believe that happened. That is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, we're gonna start to change gears a little bit here, but this next group is a nice bridge between this style of late seventies post punk mm-hmm. into more the kind of indie pop that. British became. This is a band called Young Marble Giants. Never heard of Young Never Marble Giants. Never heard of the Giants. Young Marble Giants. They no. were a Welsh band who existed from 1979 to 1980. <laughs> Good on them. Two brothers, Philip and Stuart Moxham, and singer Alison Statton. I think you'll like Alison Statton. Okay. She has a nice voice. The music is very spare, mm-hmm. but heavy on the bass. And Allison's like real cute and she has a nice voice. And it's not as dissonant as these other sort of post-punk bands. Mm-hmm. This, they put out one LP called Colossal Youth. And Kurt Cobain. <laughs> of course. Named them as his favorite band mm-hmm. alongside the Vaselines, who we've talked about. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. So Kurt Cobain, again, fucking loves Signal this, this album. Signal Boosting. Signal Boosting was a thing. Yeah. And John Peel. <laughs> of course. I'm sorry, Mr. Peel. I mean, look. This whole, again... Kurt Cobain likes him. John Peel likes him. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, you're going to be like, at least let me look into it. Yeah. Um, I do know... I've known... I've heard Young Marble Giants before. They're probably the band that I knew the least about going into this episode. But I found this cool performance on, I think, Top of the Pops. Oh, wow. uh, For this... uh, For um, the song called Wurlitzer Jukebox. Oh, it would be great if I knew it. This might be one of those things where, like... You'll either love it or hate it, I think. But it's got enough of a kind of a vibe that I think you might get it. This is so, like... Well, at the beginning, it sounds like Hotline Blake. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's right, it does. Holy shit. (gasps) Holy fuck. It does. 
I know you like that. Right? I do. Yeah. Wow, I can't tell. I'm leaning. I'm leaning towards no. Really? Yeah. Okay. He looks like a guy from Erasure. From what? Erasure. Erasure. Yeah. Now, to me, if you hear a song for the first time and you're not sure whether or not you like it, that means it's good. Not necessarily. Because <laughs> I'm leaning towards no. I'm waiting for something to happen. Nope. This is it for the. Okay. Then I'm gonna say no. Okay. Because you can't dance to it? Because you can't dance to it. Kurt, I just want to say, there's good music that you can neither dance to nor mac to. Sure, John Coltrane. <laughs> I guess you can mac to Coltrane. Yeah, you can. Yeah, big time. I'm just, this is I'm, really terrible I'm, for both activities. I'm waiting... <laughs> I'm waiting for something to happen and it's not happening. No, there's no like bass drop no. or yeah. suddenly a drummer. I'm waiting for some shit to happen. <laughs> nope. Oh, there's a little. They got a little info oh, yeah. in there. Oh wow. Yeah, it's just saying about what uh, John Peel was an early supporter of the band, wow. but few BBC t- TV performances exist from before 1980. This feels 1980, and the audience is either rapt or like, what the fuck? They're all just standing there with their arms crossed, and it means either they hate this or they're just too cool for school. That's right. They're like, mm, it's fine. But again, you cannot dance to this. No, you cannot. It's no mind your own business. Which I fucking love. I'm so happy about that. Yeah, it's also a lot of what's the thing where the guitar gazers, what do you call it? Shoegaze. Shoegaze. Yeah. Feels very shoegaze. This isn't as busy as shoegaze. Yes. This is a mood. This, okay, yeah. this song is only two minutes and 44 seconds. Yeah, perfectly. And it's already a minute too long. <laughs> you know what? If it had been a minute long, that would have been fine. You, <laughs> you cannot be too short, all right? The I can- Descendants have songs that are like 15 seconds, 18 seconds. Great. Make your point and get out. I, I would take Heidi's head over this. Heidi's head over this? I would but, take... Because it's 50 seconds long? Because at least it's like upbeat and something's happening. <laughs> There's nothing happening here. It's a mood, Kirk. I don't like this mood. They, well, can, they need to improve their mood. They're Kirk Cobain's favorite band. Well, so. he wasn't that great. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Ashley, so, and I kind of like their name. Young Marble Giants is kind of yeah, an interesting name. It is. And it's an interesting band as well, with good music. Wow. It's so funny to me that you were like, oh, Delta 5 is awesome. And you're like, no, Young Bob Giants. No, absolutely not. Yeah. No. Like, I completely would have predicted the opposite. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, okay, now let's get into stuff you might even recognize. I, I know this band. This, I mean, so far it's been kind of obscure yeah. bands. The Go-Betweens are a little bit more of a famous band. Do you know the Go-Betweens? Nope. This isn't post-punk or anything. This is sort of like traditional indie pop. Okay. Uh, yeah, they were around from 77 to 89. Look at that run. Yeah, it's way longer yeah. than any band we've the, talked the, about so than far. Than Young Marvel Giants. Yeah, a whole 12 years. Yeah. Uh, this is Cattle and Kane, which I wonder if you'll recognize. Maybe, hmm. maybe not. It's the first and only single from their second album that came out in 1983. And the story behind this is they, they're from Australia. They moved to London to make it, mm-hmm. which they kind of did. But one of the two singer-songwriters in the band, Grant McLennan, was like wicked homesick. 
So he wrote this song about his childhood in Australia. He wrote it for his mom. That's sweet. So it's just a nostalgic sort of bittersweet song uh, about his childhood. Uh, And it has that sound. And this wasn't on that playlist album, Mm -hmm. but it was on a Rhino box set compilation that I listened to the shit out of Uh, in my 20s. Yeah. So this is a song... About a guy being nostalgic for his childhood in Australia in the 50s. But for me, it's totally 2005 in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, Me driving around in my 97 Ford Taurus with this in my 6 CD changer for like a year or two. Why? Just left it in there. Wasn't going to pull it out. But because it has that nostalgia vibe to it inherently, it's probably the one out of that whole 4 CD box set that most flashes me back. To that time in my life. I'm interested to see if I if I know this. Yeah. It sounds like an 80s song. Yeah, it's totally that. Look at these guys' cheekbones. Holy shit. <laughs> you could cut fucking glass. He kind of looks like the guy from Spandau Ballet. Yeah. Oh, I'm here for this. Yeah. I'm here for this. This is like, this is like 80s. Prefab uh, Sprout. Yes. That kind of thing. Yes. That indie vibe. This is like, this is for me is like, oh, I'm like, in my friend's car, we're going to play practice. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't have a, you don't know this song. No. You, you just don't know, know the vibe. I know the vibe. And the go-betweens, it's funny, the go-betweens to me sounds like a mid-90s harmless rock band. <laughs> like the Wallflowers, the yeah. Rembrandts, and the yes. Go-Betweens. Totally. But I like the name. The I don't hate the name. Yeah, and a... I'm glad that they sound like this instead of... Uh, the Rembrandts. Yes. Yeah. Deep Blue Something. <laughs> Deep Blue Something. This part I like. No, I like this. Yeah. Girl Drummer. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. No, this is really good. I like this mood. It's, it's making it's me... totally a mood. It's making me nostalgic. Yeah. yeah, and you've never even heard it before. No, like, but this, this is a song that's meant to be nostalgic. Yes, it feels like driving around in the 80s yeah. hearing this on a, on a mixtape. That, that like perfect bittersweet mix of like, oh, it feels good, but it hurts a little. Yes. You know, a little bit that nostalgia sad. makes you feel like. Yes. I'm trying to like, it's not exactly them, but it's like Echo and the Bunnymen vibes. Like just that time period. Yeah. This good. Yeah. Now there's a spoken word bit. Oh, don't ruin it. Really? I love talking in songs. Let's hear it. <laughs> After the bridge. Okay, yeah, I like this bridge. I like this whole, this whole, everything about this. Was he playing a Mustang or is that a jazz bass? I think it's a Mustang. The bass. Oh, okay. The drummer's great. Yeah. She's awesome. Wearing a red dress. Yeah. Behind the drum kit. Choice. Yeah, it's definitely a choice. <laughs> Here we go. She's grooving too. Yeah, she's great. Here. It's good. It's good driving at night. It really is sure. good to have windows down. Maybe it's a little cold. Yeah, I really feel. Alright. You know, I'm like not gonna I'm not gonna fault it. It doesn't make you dislike the no, song, you just don't you'd no, rather don't not. need it. 
if I'm doing the remix version, I'm just taking this out. Because <laughs> I, I don't need this. That's it. It's done. Okay, it's not that It's just long. a couple That's of fine. lines. That's yeah. fine. That guy's straight out of, like, 67. Yeah, he definitely looks... Uh, he had a Beatles yeah. shag cut. But yeah, this is a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I like this vocalizing, too. Yeah. It's very sort of melancholy. It's really, really nostalgic. And this was 83? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was so stymied for so long because it's not on Spotify and so much of their stuff isn't on Spotify. Oh, wow. But then it finally came up on Spotify because it ended up on the soundtrack to some movie. That was the only way it got on there. A hundred percent. Finally, is, I can put it on a playlist. This is such a soundtrack yeah. song. Yeah. It feels like, I, I don't think it was, but it's like, oh, this was on Garden State or something like that. I feel like I don't even know what movie soundtrack it was on. I'd never heard of the movie. Yeah. I feel like if someone ever discovers this for the soundtrack of some big movie, it will become one of those songs that, like, it's going to be on every soundtrack yeah. for a decade. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> once it's on the big one that drops hard, it's yeah. just going to be on all the others. Yeah, and then a whole generation rediscovers this song. Yeah. It just becomes that song that yeah. you hear. And you're like, I knew them before. Yeah, because it's really fucking good. That's a good song. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for that song. Oh, good. I'm glad you... Yeah. I thought you were... I, I thought you might say, like, ah, Anne would like that, but it's not. Anne like would like that, too, but I enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, do you know Aztec Camera? I know Aztec Camera because every cool person likes Aztec Camera. Yeah, they're one of those bands that like they're a music nerds band. Yes, yeah, music yeah. nerds bands, music music uh, musicians band. Yeah. And I know I know at least one of their songs. This is the one remember. you know. Okay, All this right. is the one you know. All right, great. This is the one that everybody knows because they had like one song. Uh, <laughs> this is from, this is also from 1983. Yeah. I almost put this on the Scotland episode because Roddy Frame is Scottish. Oh, that's right. They are Scottish. Yes. Yeah, this is one of those bands where it's really, it's one guy. <clears throat> yeah. Like, he has a band, but it's all Roddy Frame. Mm -hmm. uh, he was 18 when he made this album. So he was, no. Yeah, so he's sort of a wonderkind. Oh my God, guy. he's not that much older than me. That's right. Wow. Yeah. And... The thing that you'll like about this song, and the reason it's like their one big thing, is he very specific. Like, he said, I wrote this to be like a big dumb hit that gets on top of the pops. Like, that was my intention with this song. Good. And that's what happened. I love that. So I'm like, well, Kirk might like this. And, I, I, and if you've heard of them, and you think you've heard any song of theirs, it's Oblivious. It's gotta be this. It's Oblivious by Aztec Camera. So let's watch the video, which is problematic, because they do like a, a Cowboys and Indians thing. Oh, well. But, you know. 80s. But he's also called Aztec Camera, so. So far, I think I do. Yo, yeah. This is almost culture clubby. Yeah. Yeah. Because that bass line's really good. Yeah. Like he's playing an ovation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now it's, it's the 1980s. Yeah. <clears throat> I get this now. Yeah. Yep. This is good. Yeah. This. How is this rough trade? Well, that's the thing. Now it's the 1980s, and yeah. rough trade is changing a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. We said it last time too. Once you get into the 80s, people are like, we're changing shit up because we want to make money. Yeah. On all aspects of life. I mean, the main through line with rough trade, and it's not even a consistent through line, is like British. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, it's a British label. Yeah. Most of their famous acts are British or, or Commonwealth yeah. acts. We'll talk about some Americans later. Yeah. But it's mostly all good. But the same group, the same record label that did Aztec Camera yeah. did 
the Heidi's head's on. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. But, you know, you could have, you could have just played the song and go, Kirk, this is uh, a demo that Culture Club did that never got released. Do you yeah. want to hear it? Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, wow, that's really interesting. It's a little cooler than Culture Club, I yeah, think. a little bit. A little bit. A little less jazzy yeah. and a little more. But this is good. Yeah. Yeah. I never saw the video, but I do know the song. Yeah, it's got kids playing in a treehouse, but, you know, yeah, wearing Indian headdresses, which we don't do anymore. Yeah, that's not a thing we yeah. should be having. But it was definitely a part of pop culture for a long time. Oh, and something yeah. that no one really questions. Everyone thought it was fine. So it's not like the video is... Like yeah. Super offensive. I mean, at the time, no one thought anything. Oh, it's kids doing what kids do. Yeah. Yeah, but now you look at it and you're like, woof. And they've even got like one of those sort of cigar store Indian statues yes. in there, and you're like, yeah, don't. Uh... Yeah, you're, you're, you can't do that anymore. Yeah. I mean, I get what he says when he's like, I wanted to make a big ass sit on top of the pops, and you're like, that's what it is. Mission accomplished. Yeah. This was also, I think, on the compilation that Catalan Kane was on. Oh, okay. I think. Uh, but I became familiar with this song around the same time, at least. I'm gonna give you a hot take. I think Cal and Kane's better. Oh, I think it's I like Cal and ten Kane times better. better. But this is a fun. Yeah, this is more of a. It's a pop song. It's yeah, a trifle. It's definitely a pop song. Still, nothing as good as my drum business. <laughs> nothing as good. As <laughs> That's so crazy to me that you like that so much. I mean, you all like early. This was like literally last summer. Yeah. Where I would just walk around going, "Can I have a taste of your ice cream?" It got sure. stuck into my head. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it was okay. just a song for the. I thought someone made it for the Apple phone. Like they're just you like know? it was a yeah. jingle. Now, it's a credit to you, Kirk, that you are like willing to like anything. There's no. There's times. Yeah. You surprise me all the time with what you think is crap and what you I, think is great. I am an onion. Yeah. But there's nothing, there's nothing, there are no layers to Oblivious. It's just a no, great No, that's just a great, just pop, a great song. pop song. Yeah. Written by a teenager. God, that's crazy. Uh, I mean, yeah. that's amazing. That's a, I mean, that's a hard song still. I yeah. Mean. I mean, they have more songs. Like you said, they're one of those bands that music nerds love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But other than Oblivious, I don't think they ever had any I don't know any hits. Others. Yeah. But yeah. But now Rough Trade is sort of doing different stuff. Yeah. And so now we're going to talk about, about the band that I think more than any other defines Rough Trade. They signed this band for their first release. They released all their music from 1983 until they broke up in 1987. One of the most defining bands of the 80s that you hate. And I love The Smiths. I, when I saw this, I was shocked because I thought The Smiths were on a bigger label. No, I mean, The Smiths and Rough Trade are, are indivisible. Yeah, and I wasn't about to put The Smiths on. Yeah. I don't hate The Smiths. Okay. I dislike a majority of their songs. Okay. I like, I love, mm-hmm. love, 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 please, 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 let me get what That's I That's right. And we've talked about, yes. yeah, so. I love, please, please, I love, I love, um, Girlfriend in a Coma. Okay. Yes. I think then, if I yeah. forgot that you like The Smiths sometimes. It's just like Morrissey is pretentious. I hate Morrissey. Like, I, yeah. fuck you with the meat is murder. Shut up. I don't give a shit. <laughs> we all want to punch Morrissey. Yes. We, that's that's baseline. <laughs> we, everybody yes. in the world wants to punch Morrissey. Even if you're a fan. Yes. Yes. And I am. Although he's like way more problematic now than yes. he was then. Yeah. Even that aside, he was always... It's a band that pretentious people love, but even for pretentious people who love the Smiths, it's kind of like Morrissey is sometimes a little much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he wrote great pop songs. 
Um, I mean, I love girls who love the Smiths. I just picked this one because it's got a great video. There's not much Morrissey in it. <laughs> and it's my favorite Smiths song. Oh, okay. And it's so upbeat and just kind of purely happy. I'm like, Kirk will like this song. I think. I wonder if I know it. It's Ask. Okay. It's a non-album single from 1986. And it's just got a cute video of like... It's it's about... Uh, you know, the lyrics are about like shyness and don't be shy. And so it's it's just got a bunch of like yeah. shy people falling in what love to a Happy Smith song. Without much Morrissey in the video. Yeah. Which, is a, which is a plus. Yeah, my favorite song is Please Please Me. Oh, no, I don't like this. You don't? No. It's so upbeat. You're always saying things are not upbeat enough for you. <laughs> not always. This. You would rather listen to that melancholy ass, please, 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 yes. let me get what I want. I want my Smith sad. <laughs> oh, this is happy Smith. This is too happy. This is too happy for the Smiths. I can't win with you, man. <laughs> what do you mean? You put mind your own business on us. It's awesome. too happy. You introduced me to Don Lemon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the... I don't need upbeat... Uh, Smiths? Smiths. Okay. Well, what about How Soon Is Now? How do you feel about that? You know what? I do kind of like that, but I also think that suffers from overplaying. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Girlfriend the Call Man Please Please are the two ones that I really like. Alright, what about this hook coming up? Okay, can we get it? Oh, not quite now. But look, all the, they're all dancing and having fun. Wearing leather jackets. And I think it's also that first line is to start the shyness. Okay. Well, that's just Morrissey. Yeah, that's just Morrissey. Here we go. I, okay, I know this I know this chorus. Yeah, okay. That's chorus, but it's okay. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Yeah. But not as much as Please Please Me. Oh, like, but, because Please Please Me is like every teenager in the 80s is like, just gonna get what I want. And now, like, we all feel And that. it was in Ferris Bueller. It was in Ferris Bueller. <laughs> well, that was the Dream Academy. The, and the Dream Academy did a wonderful rendition of it. But I still, yeah, I've always loved it. Yeah. Well, this is my favorite Smith. That's funny. Yeah. You gotta look at Morsi and laugh. I mean, like he's... you're just like, dude, you're a yeah. clown. Yeah. But he like, he obviously like hit on something. Yes, yeah, the thing of like his his lyrics really are so witty and have so many jokes yes. in them. But he's so he's so unironic about it that you're like, I don't even know if you're in on the joke and you wrote the lyrics. Yeah. But also, when you're a teen in the '80s. I think the majority of you aren't in on the joke either. Yeah. Some are. Like, some real smart kids are. But some are not. They're like, oh my god, yeah. this is me, this is how I feel. I mean, it's theater kid music. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It's yeah. what I grew up with. So yeah. that's why there's always... So I think I, I do know this song. It's okay. I didn't get into the Smiths in my teens. Yeah. Uh, not until, like, my 20s, when I got into all this other stuff. Yeah. Did I ever get into the Smiths. And I think it's because I only know How Soon Is Now, which actually yeah. really is not... Typical of the Smith sound. Yeah. And it's like my least favorite Smith song. And oh, I thought, okay. oh, that's a band I don't like. And then I heard 
like Discharming Man or something. And I was okay. like, oh, that's way different. Yeah. Um, and then I got into the Smiths. That's but, funny that Ask is your... F- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. ask Anne. I like pop music. You do? I like Big Stoop. I like Sugar Sugar and Lip Gloss and Ask by the Smiths. Well, let's not put Lip Gloss in there because <laughs> Lip Gloss is next level. Oh, it's basically a ripoff of the Smiths. Little <laughs> <laughs> Mama and the yeah, Smiths. Little Mama. Yeah. The same. The same. Yes. Uh, but you can't talk about Rough Trade without talking about No, this. you can't. And I knew you were going to put it on. So yeah, you had yeah. to. Uh, but now we're going to get into stuff that I think uh, you'll You know like. how I feel about the song. I, yeah. I mean. Oh, fuck. We've talked about the Sundays before. Yes. You did Summertime. Yes. For our way back in the day, a summer yeah. themed episode mm-hmm. we did. And then I think I finally did. Um, uh, am I blanking on the song now? It wasn't a hit, because I only know two songs. It, well, it was, no, you know this one. We're going to yes. do Here's Where the Story Ends. This is my, this is the one I like more than something. Can't Be Sure is the... Can't Be Sure is yes. my favorite. I like Can't yes. Be Sure better than this. Can't Be Sure oh. is the first single. Yeah. Um, here's Where the Story Ends is the second single from their first album. Um, and was like their biggest hit in the U.S. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it was as big a hit in England. Oh, from, okay. But yeah. Um... The interesting thing about them that I found out is they like they broke up in like the mid nineties mm-hmm. and sort of disappeared. Like Google Harriet Wheeler and you might get a couple pictures from nineteen ninety. Yeah. Like there's no presence, um, but there have been a few interviews with like them and other people who were in the band mm-hmm. from within the past ten years. And according to both Harriet and David, like the core two members. Mm-hmm. And some of the other people who've been in the band is Harriet and David still make music all the time. They just oh, like okay. they're not releasing it. They're not a band. They're just like friends. Wow. Who get together and make music, and they're like, yeah, we have no interest in. They're just doing it for them. Oh, that's a. And so sometimes that's good. They're still active. Yeah, like as a fan of the band, I'm like, no, fuck you. Put out some albums <laughs> yeah. so I can listen to your last 25 years worth of music. <laughs> yeah, Harriet, please. But she's just like she's a mom, and yeah. they're just they do it for them. They're like, yeah, we don't want to be. Fan. We're not yeah, tour. We, we did that. Be rock stars or whatever. Yeah, we just do it for us. So they are still out there. They're still making music. It's it's Harry and David. It might as well be the Sundays. Yeah, but you never get to hear it. No, sorry, it's only for them. But let's watch the the video uh, for here's where the story. This ends. is where like this is where I fell in love with Harriet. I mean, just as soon as you hear the first note, uh, we're singing so good. And this uh, is this is the same sort of vein as. The go-between. Yeah, and exactly. Even and the Smiths. I mean, this could be a yeah, Smith song. It could be. Yeah. Uh, just the nostalgia. Yeah. Uh, and then just look at her like, will you date me? Yeah. Uh, you're 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 an arty singer in a kind of an art house band. And I she's love a you. little shy, and I'm a little she's shy too, Harry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's such a good song. She's. You wouldn't know her from theater because I think she's a little too reserved mm-hmm. but she's the girl in your English class yeah she just sits there and writes in her diary yeah she doesn't she, 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 she'll raise her hand like once a month and say something really profound and yeah. you're like and she's always doing this thing with her sweater yeah, sleeves like over this. her hands yes and yeah. marry me yeah oh she's great <laughs> I totally remember I think this was actually college when, I, when this came it's out it's 1990 so yeah, yeah. yeah so it was like my sophomore yeah. year in college and I was like, wow. And I think I just might have seen her on MTV and I was like, you're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't know the rest of this album. Reading, writing, and arithmetic? Yeah, I should listen to it. 
Yeah, you know, can't be sure. Yeah. Uh, can't be sure is on this. That's the yeah, first same video. album. Okay, yeah, sure. But yeah, it's about time we finally watched the video on, yeah. on our podcast for uh, Here's Written Story. And this is definitively a little different than Summertime. Yeah, because that's on a different album a couple years yeah, later. Yeah, that seems a little poppier. This is very 1990. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of that ethereal. Yeah. Another another good driving at night. Sure. Be like, why can't Harry love me? Yeah. Uh, or putting it on the mixtape for the girl like <laughs> this who yes. you have a crush on and being yes. like, her maid is for interesting thanks and she doesn't listen to it. <laughs> you can't ask, did you listen to it? Because that's lame. Her, no one I ever made a mixtape or mix CD for ever listened to it, did they? <laughs> did they? Probably not. They never listened to it, did no. they? They took it and said, thank you. Because <laughs> if they had, they would have fallen in love I with me. That's a given. Then, yeah. That's on them. <laughs> I mean, how dare they not listen to a playlist from you who knows how to curate... Especially if you put the Sundays before you hear where the story ends. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. Well, yeah. Is it obvious to put Here's Where the Story Ends as the last song on a playlist? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do that. But you know what you do? You put it right in the middle where it would be at the end of side A. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah. 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 And you can't put it in the beginning because that just seems weird. I mean... It's a little obvious, but I don't know. It's cute enough. I would have probably done it. I think middle's a good way to go. Yeah. Right in the middle. Yeah. Because it's one of those things you're like, oh, I'm going to put this at the end. And then you're like, wait, hang on. Do I really want to do that? And you go, no, I should do middle. I have a two-part question for you. Are we overthinking this kind of thing? (laughs) Me and you? No, never. And if so... Is that why those mixtapes never worked? Because <laughs> you because sh- we overthought. Is that overthinking desperate energy <laughs> is evident instead of just in the sequence a, of the mixtape? Yes, instead of just throwing a bunch yeah. of songs on. All those girls got a mixtape and looked at them and was like, "Oh, this is, look at this try hard. Look at how we sequence this." <laughs> oh, I can tell he tried way too hard. You. Way too hard on this. Look, I can see where he erased it because. He, was, he had it ordered one way first yeah. and then changed it. And, he's, oh, and they put artwork on it. Oh, no, oh. there's whiteout on the, on the cassette oh, sleeve. That would be the saddest yeah. version. I'd just replace <laughs> sleeves. That's what I would... I would just had to replace the sleeve. Harriet Wheeler would have appreciated it. Harriet would have gotten it. Because she'd be like, oh, look at the... He yeah. whited it out because he knew it wasn't right. Yeah. I like him. You just, you just gave it to the wrong person. You didn't give it to Harriet. <laughs> Well, you know, I was in second grade in 1990, so yeah, I don't think that that's would have true. quite worked out. Very true. Yeah. Uh, our penultimate band. Yes. It's famous from the 90s. I know who they are. Mazzy Star? Yes. Well, can you not think of what their big dumb hit well, was? Well, here's the thing. Yeah. Every time I see Mazzy Star, I get them confused with uh, this band I got to look up now from the 90s. I wonder if it's a similar band or a completely different band with a similar name. I think that's what it is. Uh, I got like I, I think I th- confuse them with Marcy Playground. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta look this up. Well, Massey Star had a big hit called "Fade Into You." <laughs> I just figured out this is so dumb. Who do you mix them up with? Maxi Priest. <laughs> I don't know why. Maxi Priest. That song. I just. No, I know. I know who Maxi Priest is. I could not have 
Even though I predicted it, I didn't pick someone even more different than I could have guessed. Yeah. I, for some reason, yeah. I see Mazzy Star and I think, oh, no. they did this song. I just want to get close to you. <laughs> no, but do you remember Fade Into You? I think I do. I'm sure oh, when I hear yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're not gonna we're not gonna watch the video. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll do it. If only because it's not a rough trade release. Oh, okay. we're gonna watch a live performance of a song from their first album mm-hmm. called "Blue Flower," which is actually a cover of an avant-garde band from the '70s called Slap Happy. Oh, I like that name of that band. Yeah, not that this song is avant-garde yeah. or anything, but they're um, you you might not know this song. But it's similar enough in its style. You'll be like, oh, the Fade Into You band. Like, okay. they still sound like the same band. Yeah. This performance is from 94. This, the, the song is from 90. Oh, okay. But uh, another just like... Uh, the woman who sings lead for the band is has such a unique and pretty voice and is also so, so hot. <laughs> that she is exactly like, like, you know, a theater kid or art kid crush type yeah. of... This, Hope Sandoval is her name. Oh, that's a good name, too. And again, sort of like the Sundays, like, it's a full band, but it's mainly her and a guy also named David, David Roback. Oh, okay. We're sort of like the core two of yeah. the band. He died last year of cancer. It was oh, very no sad. Yeah. Um, and they sort of came out of this band called Opal that was part of the Paisley Underground scene. So they're an L.A. band. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, are they? But they've got a little bit of like a... Not a country vibe, but like the way that Orville Peck is like a mm, western yes. kind of a. Um, but they're a mood, and <laughs> so just to be clear, we're not hearing close to this. Is this is we're blue. not hearing Maxi Priest. We're not hearing that. No, okay. and we're also not hearing Fade Into Fade You. This you. is okay. Blue Flower. It's a little more guitar forward. Yeah. This is on the Jules Holland show. Jules Holland, oh, like, of yeah. night music. Jesus, she's cool. Yeah, she's cool. She is. She's the. She's way too cool for you to she even talk to her. Out of our league. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. No, I don't like this at all. Oh no. No, but she's fantastic. Yeah. Just her just being like indifferent and closing her eyes singing. Oh yeah. my god. Very nice. This is very navel gazing 90s to me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But but the singer looks like a supermodel. She's, I mean, she's a, 100% a supermodel. Yeah. A very 90s supermodel. Yeah. Wow. Like, so over it looking. You <laughs> yes. know what I mean? In that way yes. that's irresistible. And then, like, with the tambourine going, she's like, mm, I guess yeah. I'll play the tambourine. But I also, I mean, Fade Into You is the big dumb hit from the yeah. 90s alternative era. But this whole first album from 1990 that sounds like this the whole way through is just... This song, you know, Spotify does their Wrapped Every Year, where they tell you, here's the songs you listen to the month. Well, I mean, the most. Blue Flower by Mazzy Star was my number one most listened to song in 2015. Oh, shit. Yeah. Holy God. This whole album is just wall-to-wall amazing. Yeah, this is super 90s. Yeah. And it's it's grating on me. <laughs> I love this shit. I mean, to me, again, as well, it's like, what am I doing? What do, what do I do with this? Yeah. You, you close your eyes and you listen to it. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. And you think... 
No, I don't like it's thinking think. music. No. Music's not meant to think. That's kooky talk. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting... Although, you can, I mean, you can't dance to this, but you can fucking back to this. You can back to this yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just put on this whole album and let it go. Yeah. This is, uh... I mean, like, this could be... This could be an MTV Unplugged performance. This is so, like, 90s. Yeah, yeah, very much. Yeah. Although it's super plugged in. Yeah, Just that's fuzzy true. guitars. But, like, how they're, like... Like, even now she's getting in, there's a little more tamper, but even then she's like, meh. Oh, she gives you nothing. Yeah! She's giving and nothing. It's irresistible. Yeah, exactly. Please notice me, Hope. Yeah. I'm right here. No, I'm Everyone even... in the band is giving nothing, too, which is... Which is cool. They're all looking down except yeah. the drummer who has sunglasses on. Because they're cool. Say, Max Look, Priest it's, is better. It's the most important thing to be in life, is cool. True. I mean, not in the cool. Not in the way of meaning, like, hip. No. But in the way of being like, yeah, you just sexy indifference, sexy indifference. Yep. Oh yeah, she's just like, I can try. Yeah. How, how much longer am I going to do this tambourine? Yeah. But also good, like her vocals. No one quite sounds like Hope Sandoval. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. Just give give this album to a teenager. Be like, here, go make out in your car. Yeah. With your girlfriend or boyfriend. I can't imagine. I'm shocked that she didn't like have like a solo album that. I think she might have a couple, but okay. I am surprised that she wasn't more iconic in the '90s, yeah. like a Winona Ryder, or just like one yeah. of those it girls. Yeah, she she was a tiny bit when that song was a hit, yeah. you know, for alternative people. But it's it it does surprise me as gorgeous as she is and how big a hit "Faded yeah. to You" was. That she didn't like, sort of. Yeah, and, and how she fit the times. Yeah, like she didn't just have a bigger moment. It was probably down to her. Like she's probably the type of person who doesn't want to be famous and yeah. didn't want to. She's like, I'm out. You know, be commercial and do interviews and do yeah. all the marketing shit you have to do to promote yourself. Yeah, I'll bet because you know that the record label had to have been like, oh, please, yeah. please do a yeah. cover story for this magazine. Yes, and please make another music video. Exactly. But, you know, yeah, not happening. They thought they had gold. They're like, oh my god, a gorgeous female singer who can sing and has an attitude, yeah. which I appreciate. Yeah, for someone that talented and that good looking to be like, yeah, I'm not interested in fame. I'm yeah. not going to sell out. I'm not doing it. It's like, yeah, you did. That's correct. Definitely. All right, let's skip all the way ahead to 2001 to Fuck talk yeah. about your contribution to the episode. My which contribution. I would have made anyway because this is the fucking best. This fucking song is great. Last night by the Strokes. I, I, I can't believe you like this, but it's like a good poppy rock song. It's garage rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And just I remember how old were you when Garage Rock came out? Oh, this song. This is the one song I was actually present for when it was new. I was so into the Strokes. Mm. This was 2001. Yes, that's I right. remember vividly details of Rough Trade put out. Because Rough Trade Rough Trade actually folded in like 91. They went bankrupt. Hmm. And then they started up again in 2000. Oh, wow. There's that big of a gap. Yes. And one of their first early things was they signed this band from New York, The Strokes, and put out their EP at the beginning of 2001. Mm-hmm. And I remember... When that EP was hot and it set off this like bidding war among yeah. major labels and like the strokes were the hot new thing. And the album, Is This It, came out. It came out in spurts. It came out in the summer in some countries. Mm-hmm. 
And then it got delayed in the U.S. And I remember in my memory it, it being tied into September 11 because it came out around oh, the same time. Oh, yeah. Then it got delayed because there was a song on the album called New York City Cops that was critical yeah. of New York City Cops. And September 11th happened. So they were like, well, we got to take that song off yeah, the album. Yeah, you can't have now. that. Yeah. So it's on like all the other international releases. But mm-hmm. the American record got a different song to replace it. So, But I, it was my sophomore year of college. I got that album. I listened to the shit out I of it. Figured, I figured. I was figured. so into the Strokes. Now, were you of the mind frame of they're the best uh, garage band at that time? Yes, I annoyed my friends with how much I talked up the Strokes. And I was <laughs> like, they're the next thing, and yeah. I love this band. And everyone was like, all right, we, we get it. First, shut up. Second, <laughs> yeah. they're not even that great. They're, you know, they're not the saviors. Yeah. You know, Um but I love them, and, and the whole that album is the sound of that fall yeah. and winter for me. It was a hot moment where yeah. these it's like you know the vines and the I think the white stripes were thrown. The vines in and there. the white stripes, yeah. The, yeah. Yes, I think Jet was thrown in hives. The hives. Hate to t- yes. hate to say I told you so. But yes. The hives. Oh, I forgot about the hives. Yeah. Yeah. No, that I like moment of the garage rock revival, and the wild thing is, they had such a retro sound, and everyone you know, accused them of ripping off. Bands from yeah. the late seventies. I mean, the opening to last night is is completely lifted from American Girl by mm-hmm. uh, Tom Petty. By Tom Petty. Yeah. And now that's twenty years. Like the Strokes are twenty years old. That's now. crazy. It's so insane to me, that's Kirk, insane. that this is twenty years old. This is twenty years old. Because because I'm now old, so to me, I'm still like that's new music. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, yeah. pal. No, it's twenty years old. It's twenty years. It's old. crazy. And it and it was retro back then. Like yeah. when this video came out, I was like. This video is fucking cool. It looks like it's from the seventies. I remember the moment because I was, I was in college. I was living in the dorm, mm-hmm. and there was like the common area in the lobby of the dorm, mm-hmm. and there was a TV there. And I remember walking out because I was going to class, and mm-hmm. someone had just like left the TV on, even though there was no one in the common yeah. area, and it was on MTV. And like as I was walking through to leave the dorm to go to class, this video was on. And, like, that was me seeing it for the first time. And I was like, what's this? Wait, what's going on? Yeah. That's awesome. And I was like, oh. And by then I knew about the strokes. Yeah. And I'd heard last night. And I was like, oh, there's a video for last night. It's a great video. Yeah. Because yeah. the, the song last night was even on that first three-song EP that Rough Trade put out. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, I guess they knew it was going to be it. Yeah. They were just like, this is our hit. Yeah. Yeah. So let's watch... This very retro video where it looks like they're playing on the set of the Merv Griffin show yes. or something. I think, if I'm not mistaken, this was directed by Roman Coppola. Yes, he directed okay. their videos, yeah. This they're, I mean, they're a bunch of... That was the big criticism of them, is they're a bunch of rich kids. All their dads are like, yeah. you know, In the New biz. York finance guys yeah. or whatever. So they all went to boarding schools or some exclusive yeah. prep school together. So, But this sounds good, man. They're great. I just remember hearing and singing this going, what is this? Yeah. Like, in a good way, because you're like, this is not what's on the radio at all. Yeah. They were also the first band who were, like, roughly my age. Yeah, Where Nick, the guitar player, was born in 1980. Oh, You wow. know, so he was only, like, 20 when they recorded this. Yeah. And I remember thinking, like, oh, shit, like, people my age are now... Are right doing shit, yeah. And, you know, now we're 40, but whatever. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. You are. Yeah. Uh, it's like so many guys dressed like that. I mean, they look so fucking cool. They do look really fucking cool. I, I mean, cool. I know that it's all, it's, 
it's a pose, it's so, but it's a good it's pose. It's so calculated, yeah. but but it's good. Yeah, it works. Yeah. I also remember it's just that thing of like having zits and wearing leather jackets, yeah. but being the coolest. They're cool, and they're indifferent, but they're cool. Yeah. I remember hearing this and going, "Well, I guess this is like the this biggest, is the new thing. This is the new yeah. thing, and they're going to be around forever." I was actually surprised. They were a big deal, but I was surprised that they weren't a bigger deal. They, yeah, like, like my friends were right. They were like, "Paul, you're over. <laughs> you're overdoing it." Yeah, yeah. Step back, take a breath. Yeah. Because like, I know this big a- this album is huge. I don't even remember their second album. That's the thing is, I dropped off. I didn't. I didn't keep up with them. Like, I was obsessed with the first album, yeah. and then after that, I was like, "No, they're good. I still like them, but I didn't like." Yeah. Continue as a huge fan. That's crazy. Like, they really dropped off fast yeah. for a band that you're like. Obviously, they can play too. They're not like a yeah. joke. So you're like, they could have like had at least a three or four year run. Yeah. It just didn't happen. I I didn't think they were going to be like the Beatles, no. but I thought they were going to be like Nirvana, like a yeah. generation defining yes. thing. Where yeah. yes. And they're like this. They didn't. Weird. They didn't quite do that. Yes. Yeah. And they're. I don't. I don't want to call them a one-hit wonder, even though this is their big hit. They had other singles off. Yeah, because they're just a little. They're a little more than a one-hit wonder. Yeah. And they still. They're still around. Oh, and, are and, they? Oh yeah. They just put out an album last year. I thought. Oh shit! I just assumed they broke up. Oh, they're still a thing. Wow! I had no idea. I love the part. At the end here, when when Albert plays the last sort of windmill and he just lets the pick fly on the last downstroke. I don't even notice that. Yeah, I'll point it out. And this is a great fucking video. Yeah, they're just the coolest. Yeah, they're the coolest. They really, really like right here. Oh, he just that kind of is great. It. I never I, noticed I notice that, that every time, but it kills I me. I never noticed that. Yeah, that's. A, I remember seeing that video, and this is fucking cool. Yeah. God. That's... And I was like, oh, they're like. They're like cool guys. I want to be cool like that, but I'm not cool like that. No. (laughs) And it was only 20 years ago. 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Yeah. I can't believe the Strokes are 20 years old. Yeah. Kids now are like, who? Oh, yeah. My dad liked them. Yeah. This is now a dad (laughs) group. Yeah. It's dad rock. Yeah. Yeah. If you had a t-shirt with the Strokes in it, you'd be like, oh, hi, dad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be so (laughs) chuggy. Wait. So what? Chuggy. What's chuggy? Oh man, I can't. Don't ask me to explain Gen Z slang to you. <laughs> I don't even know Chugi. Oh. You haven't heard Chugi? No. It's Chugi. It's just like basic. Oh. Like just being like, it's like, you know, some basic millennial mom shit. My kids say mid. Oh yeah, mid is, yeah. Mid just is for like mid. mediocre. Yeah, everything's just mid. Thing is, yeah. yeah. It's just kind of mid. Yeah. Like, no, I've heard off, that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like mid. <clears throat> I do like mid. I, I like. No, I mean, I like things that are mid. I like normcore things. Oh, yeah. I like things that are not great, but not bad. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. As you get older, you're like, this is fine. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Oh, this has got depressing. It's a real 39-year-old man's attitude about things. It's real. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I'm fine with it. <laughs> mid is good good enough. Mid is... We'll take mid in this point in our lives. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was a big deal for Rough Trade. Yeah. Um, and the Strokes were, you know, they're iconic of the early 2000s. I, I mean, associate those- Rough... I associate Rough Trade actually probably more with the Strokes than the Smiths. Oh, I think of the Smiths first, for sure. Okay. But yeah, like, there are two eras of Rough Trade. When mm-hmm. I think of Rough Trade, it's the 80s Rough Trade. Yeah. You know, it's 80s music to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have been around again for 20 years. Now, are they still around? I believe so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's just so wild to me that the Strokes is, is yeah. that old. 
That's very sad. Yeah. But yeah. but I love that album. I'm glad you picked it. And oh, I would yeah. have thought that you liked the strokes. I like that one song. I don't think I know it. I don't think I'll ever hear the rest of their album. <laughs> but I got I love last night when it came out and I was like, I love it now. Yeah. yeah there you go. Good for it. Well, that's it. That's our Yay. review of Rough Trade. We don't need to get into the last 20 years of Rough Trade. Nah, we covered it. Um, yeah, maybe some for other episode. Right? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, probably not. Grab back. Yeah, but that's it for this episode of Music Raygun. Music Raygun is hosted and produced by me, Paul Champanelli. And me, Kirk Pinchon. Our theme music is by Bagweed. Check him out at bagweed.bandcamp.com. Until next time. See ya! See ya!